Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Irish NFL show with me, Colm Cronin, and I am delighted to be joined today by a member of the Irish Bears show. That is Noel Dowling. Noel, how are you doing, sir? Not too bad, Colm. Appreciate the invite to come back on, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting into this. It's getting to the uh, business end of the free agency almost here now, and, and things starting to kind of hype up a bit. Well, yeah, hype up is the, the word for it because you were on pretty recently talking to, to Brian, but obviously one of the blockbuster trades that we kind of spend our off-season maybe hoping for took place yesterday with the, the news that the Bears had traded the number one pick in this year's draft to the Carolina Panthers. I suppose let's just start your your kind of initial response of kind of what is it probably 20, 28, 29 hours on and, and reflecting on that move. Noel, how are you feeling about it? Well, first off, I think it's only right to say thank you to uh, Lovely Smith and, and anyone from the Houston Texan land out there who uh, won that game with the last throw there to, to get us the number one pick. So that worked out well. But in terms of the pick, look, it's it's perfect. It's, it's exactly, it's, it's kind of, worked into the plan of, of what Ryan Paul's GM has been doing. We obviously went through a tough season last season, but I think Bears fans were still positive because they kind of saw the reasons for it. There were a lot of moves that Ryan Paul's made that people may have thought would have been, you know, shock moves or not the right moves, you know, trading Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, and then um, Roquan Smith. Sorry, I'm forgetting him there. And moves like that, you know, had some people questioning, but I think most people kind of saw what he was trying to do. And then, while you never want to have the number one pick, getting the number one pick this year was important for us because it just gives us that extra bit of leverage, you know, to get more draft picks to kind of to build this roster up because there are a lot of holes there. But it looks like so far, things are kind of moving and progressing the way Ryan Poles wanted them to. So, you know, I think Bears fans in general were were fairly happy last night when we seen that coming through. There was a bit of a feeling about an hour or two beforehand that something was kind of moving. And then when it went through, I mean, there might have been a small few who, you know, kind of wanted more somehow for some reason. But I think the majority of Bear fans were, were delighted with the haul that they actually got back for that number one pick. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that there were some Bears fans who wanted more because from the outside it looks like a pretty solid haul, given the fact that the, this year's QB class is not a vintage class. And, and so th there's nobody there that people are kind of looking at or saying that's a, a you know, a generational talent. And of course, guys could go on to prove that. We, we've seen with Richardson kind of in the combine he had. But I think from the outside looking in, certainly the feeling around the league from I'm seeing from other fans is this is a pretty solid deal for for the the bears and i suppose the the other piece is obviously that look you got the the picks and we'll we'll come to the draft maybe in, in a little while but dj moore um you know as a, a you know pretty pretty solid what wide receiver just uh your your thoughts on where where he fits in to the the bears offense yeah and uh, sorry just to clarify what i meant by some fans wanted more date a lot of fans thought they should have got a first round pick for 2025 rather than the second. But then that's where DJ Moore, as you mentioned, comes in. He is, you know, the Bears, it's, it's no secret. The Bears are desperate to get that wide receiving core up and running and to give Justin Fields more options to develop into the quarterback that we 
we hope he can be. And DJ Moore is, I mean, he's an exciting playmaker who comes in, who, you know, when you look at his stats in, in three years in a row, he got almost 12, 1,200 yards. You know, he knows where the end zone is. He's, he's fast. He's really fast. And he is actually the kind of player that the Bears do need to help out. I mean, we, we have Claypool there who hopefully will develop. And we have Mooney who has shown he's a good player. But I think now when you bring in someone like DJ Moore, again, it, it, it actually even gives the other guys a better chance because maybe he takes a bit more attention, maybe he frees up somebody else. And he's a player there that just gives Justin Fields a really good option. And he's something the Bears haven't had. We, we've been clamoring for a number one receiver. And he may not be a, you know, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, but he is still a really, really top-class receiver. Instantly, he's our best receiver and potentially the best receiver we've had in a long, long time. And and that's just a great option because it it's something that Fields needs. You know, they can we can talk about maybe the O-line later and what they need to do there. But first off, you just need to give him options. And I think DJ Moore is someone that does give options for Justin Fields. Yeah, and I mean... I think outside of the absolute elite guys, you know, where where you're kind of looking at the the likes of your Terry Kill and Adams and Cop and and Brown, I think he's certainly to me he he's in and around the 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 top ten, twelve, and when you consider the the contract that he's on and the fact that I believe he's under contract for the next three years at reasonable kind of that cap hits. It's a, like to to me, it makes sense, especially given the what the Bears have. And as you said, they were crying out for some wide wide receiver help, and now having that, I think the piece will be interesting to see where where Chase Claypool kind of does he end up as WR two or WR three, um, and and I know the the Bears obviously gave some up for him, but I think they had to try to give Fields something uh, in order to, to see what he could do. So, you know, we've established pretty happy with the haul, pretty happy with DJ Moore coming across. Now, given what the Bears have available to them in the both in the draft, but also in terms of obviously the money that is, is available. And I know you discussed this obviously a little bit with, with Brian when you were on recently, but does the extra draft capital change the way in which, and the fact that DJ Moore is now in situ, change the way you would like the Bears to approach free agency, North? Um, to be honest, when it came to wide receiver and free agency, it's just not a very good group of, of wide receivers out there. So I wasn't holding out much hope for free agency in terms of a wide receiver. There was no wide receiver. I wanted them to jump on day one. I mean, for day one, it's always been, you know, up front on both the O-line and D-line. And that's still where I think, you know, priorities will lie in free agency. Um, So in terms of DJ Moore, it's it's something, to be honest, I didn't, it, it's it's a bonus that I didn't think we'd have. I didn't see any wide receiver. Maybe Jackson Smith and Jigbit in the draft is someone that the Bears fans were kind of getting a bit hyped up about and someone who could possibly, they have gone for at nine. But now you bring in DJ Moore, and that's something I don't think anybody actually saw coming. So it's a bonus because it's it's a poor year overall, general terms, for wide receivers. So I think Ryan Poles has done a great job going out and getting a potential number one wide receiver, but nobody really saw where that could come from. And now it obviously gives them the option to not worry about receiver. You, they may still take 
somebody in the draft. I, I don't know if it'll Jack, be Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe someone a bit lower down who doesn't need to come in straight away. You know, they, they possibly will, but it's not something they need to worry about now. Now I think they can just focus on up front on both sides of the ball, which is, you know, well, O-line helps with the wide receivers. If you give Justin Fields time, then these receivers become even more potent and you give them a better chance. So I think that's probably where you will start off. I think when free agency opens up, you know, I'd be surprised if the Bears don't act very, very quickly on either a, a right tackle maybe or some sort of pass rusher outside or defensive tackle. I think you'll probably see something like that happen fairly quickly with them. I suppose I, I'm interested in terms of the, especially the, the O-light, right? Because it's an interesting one in free agency because usually when free agent um, O-line guys become available, there's usually a reason for that. Um, some some question mark or other because generally when you have a kind of a, a particularly a franchise guy you get them locked down on the O line you those guys don't tend to to hit the the market. There's a couple of guys obviously who who are are there you would have to say at the moment Orlando Brown and Mike McGlinchey kind of being the the two standout names. Are those the type of guys, given what the Bears have available, you'd like to see them go after, or or what? Who are what would you like to see them do in terms of that O line? Because as they said, it was such a glaring weakness last season. Yeah, I think look, you're spot on. There's a reason certain guys hit the market in free agency, and then there's no perfect player out there going to hit the market. Ideally, what you want to do is you want to you know build your roster in, in the draft and kind of just supplement it in free agency. Now the Bears aren't kind of in that position. They have so many holes. They may need to bring in a few more than you would ordinarily like. Uh, in terms of the actual O-line, Orlando Brown's an interesting one. He doesn't seem like he's a young player who is obviously a very good player, but he doesn't seem to be getting a huge amount of traction in terms of people talking about him for the Bears. Some people are saying, obviously, he's not a scheme fit. It's kind of not the right kind of scheme for him in Chicago. Uh, others are talking like Braxton Jones, who was our fifth-round draft pick last year, who came in at left tackle and had a good season overall. I think he finished actually in the rookie um, team of the year. Um, so, you know, people are saying Jones should be okay on that left side. They are really looking at the right side. We had Larry Barman there last year, right tackle, and he had a tough year, and a lot came down there. So you're looking at players like McGarry and, and McGlinchey, as you mentioned, who are getting a lot of kind of talk. Um you know, has been linked with the Bears. Personally, I think there's probably a chance to go with McGlinchey. If San Francisco would run a, a similar kind of scheme, he would be used to that. Um, but again, McGlinchey's not a perfect option. He's had he's had injuries. He's had a tough time. So you're probably going to end up overpaying for a right tackle who is going to get a bit more money than ordinarily you would want to give him. But the Bears have the money and the Bears have the need. And he's still probably going to be an upgrade on what you have anyway. And that's what the Bears need to do. They need to get this O-line better because look, at the end of the day, I've mentioned him a few times, Justin Fields is this key going forward. You know, is he the quarterback or is he not? A lot of us think he is the franchise quarterback and he will reach that potential. But whether we like to admit it or not, there are still question marks at this moment in time. And what the Bears need to do is they need to answer those questions. They need to know, is he the quarterback going forward? Or will they have to use one of these first-round picks next year in a good quarterback class that appears to be coming for next season. So it's important that they they put better players in front of him to give him the option 
or the, the, the chance to make plays. So I think you, my favourite would probably be McGlinchey. I think you're looking at a right tackle who will probably come in and they, they need a centre. They need a, a guard as well, at least. But I think right tackle is something you'll see fairly early on move kind of be made for the Bears. And while we, we can come to the defence, but while we're on the offence, given that you, you've mentioned next year's draft of the picks, does this, in a sense, almost put some... And, and pressure can be a good thing, right? Because I, I, I've been a, a fan of just a field, but does this in some way put additional pressure on? Because the Bears, um, you know, ha, have have the ammo to go up next year. And this year there was kind of so many so many question there are people who question him but there he never had the opportunity to really showcase what he could do but given what the bears have available this year and and they're obviously bringing in um dj dj Moore, but if they address some of the old light and if if he he needs to step up because next year's class is much better and the bears probably have the ammo now to move up next year if they if they if it doesn't work out with field so is for from your perspective, is that a way you would see it, or do you just think the Bears are locked into this guy now uh, until the end of, of certainly the next couple of years and possibly the fifth year option as well? Yeah, and I, I don't think it puts extra pressure on because look, the, the pressure is already there for him to perform. It's just important now for the Bears to give him the tools because it hasn't been right the last couple of years. They he had obviously there was the issues with Matt Nagy and and what they were doing with him and you know bringing in Dalton and. It, that was a bit messy and then we got a regime change and they came in and they seemed to be more kind of in, in chill in the fields and, and Luke Getzey working with them. So I don't think it adds extra pressure. I just think it's important now. It's his third year. He needs to make that step now to be the quarterback that we all think he can be. He showed on the ground what he can do, you know, but now he does need to start doing it through the air, but they need to give him the pieces around him to make that possible. It was a, a it was very hard for any quarterback, I think, over the last two years to be anywhere, you know, successful throwing the ball in this Bears offense. So the Bears now seem to be putting pieces in place. Fields now will have the chance to show what he can do. This is his third season. It'll be his second season in this offense with Getsy. So the good thing is nothing has changed there. So there won't be a, a new playbook or anything like that. So the signs there are good. And if they can put these pieces around them and they can give him a chance... No, it, it is time now for him to come up. The Bears want to start making that next step because I think most of us do believe he has that talent. He has shown it at times with, with his arm as well. It's just been a lot more infrequent than, than when he's run. But the talent is, is absolutely there. So I, I think it's just important for everyone now that they, they make that next step and then they can obviously work around everything else then that needs to be done once you are 100% locked in that your quarterback is your quarterback going forward. And there's no doubt about that. And I suppose, Noel, then if, if we turn to the defensive side of the ball, uh, in, in my opinion, I suppose the way I would like to see teams approach things is I think spend in free agency on the defensive side. I think ordinarily draft your offensive talent. That that would be my approach. But I, I'm interested in terms of what you might like to see, given the Bears have you know so much uh, money kind of available. Uh, are there kind of players out there on, on the market that you would like to to see them go and um, make a, try to make moves or anyway in free agency? Yeah, look, there, there are certainly a couple of players out there. Obviously, Hargrave from the Eagles is a really good player and the Bears have a massive need in the centre of that. 
defensive line. They the the run defense last year was beyond atrocious. It was I think statistically, historically probably the worst run defense in Bears history. You know, that's something that can't happen again, especially when you have a defensive minded coach like Eberflus. And obviously the tree tech is a very important part of his defense. We obviously saw Roquan Smith being let go. You know, people were a bit upset about that. A young player the Bears drafted. But, you know, position value just wasn't there, obviously, for what the Bears wanted for the 20 million a year with an off-ball linebacker. But up front on this defensive line is important. Getting that three technique sorted is very, very important. So somebody like Javon Hargrave is, I think, someone, a valid kind of option for the Bears. You've got Draymond Jones from the from the Broncos, you, would, uh, you might know well. I mean, obviously, he's an option as well. He's a lot younger than Hargrave. He's a guy who'll obviously be looking for a lot of money. It's, it's free agency. But again, he is something that will upgrade this Bears O-line because basically anyone who comes in at the moment will upgrade this O-line because the, there is nothing there. Last season, Jaquan Brisker was the, the leading sack player. <laughs> you know, the most sacks. You know, that's a rookie safety. You know, that's that's not something that can continue. That's... The Bears fans led it away last year because I said, you know, as I was saying, we have this kind of plan they seem to be working to and they seem to be knocking everything down to, to rebuild it again. So last year was a kind of a free hit. But that can't happen again this year. Those kind of stats, not not in Chicago. You can't have defense like that. So I think maybe Hargrave and Draymond Jones are players the Bears will probably be looking at in that initial kind of force phase to try and shore up that, that center of the, the, the defensive line. Yeah, and um, both obviously very good players. And I would agree with you in terms of Draymond, though, the, the youth he has. And, and what's interesting about Draymond is, um, you know, certainly he's kind of proved that, like, it, there are no major injuries. I think he's a guy who um, just kind of got fed up with life in, in Denver and, and the way in which the Broncos kind of uh, went about uh, pointing Hackett and um, kind of moving on from Ajivo Evero and, and trading Bradley Chubb. Uh, so I, I think whoever ends up with Draymond Jones will be getting certainly a, a very talented um, player. No, there's been a lot happening in your division uh, writ large. So I'm interested in, in terms of, you know, we, we saw yesterday as, as we record this on Saturday evening, Mark Murphy basically coming out and saying, um, you know, we're ready to move on. And Andrew Brad, too, obviously was um, involved in the front office previously with the the Packers and is generally a very good read in terms of the thinking of that organization has come out today and said, this feels exactly like it was with Brett Favre. They're ready to, to move on, kind of move or retire, Aaron. Maybe your tie in, in Green Bay is done. What, what what's your 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 thoughts? I suppose on the the Packers and if it's a, a Packers team with uh, Jordan Love under center uh, next next season. It's going to be interesting if if well, it looks like that's going to be the case now. Um, yeah, I mean to be honest, I don't know much about Jordan Love. They really didn't give him much time to to play last season, even when Rogers had a a bit of an injury. So it's it's going to be fascinating now to see who Jordan Love really is. I mean, for Packers fans, it must be weird now. You've gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rip. I'm sorry, I have to... Just one thing I have to point out. Anyone who's listened to us knows that on our podcast, Rogers is not Aaron Rogers. He's Karen Rogers, as he's been christened by Ant. And, uh, you know, he kind of... That's what he is there, so I'll have to go with that. Otherwise, I'll be in trouble. So, Karen Rogers, whether or not he stays or goes... I mean, look, it looks like he's gone now. 
uh, and it'll be it'll be weird for the Packers fans, you know, going from Favre to Rogers to now that kind of uncertainty. And I think saw there a week or two ago the Packers released a number of players, so it looks like they may be into a little bit of a, a rebuild themselves. So it's 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 fascinating, isn't it? Because they have obviously been the power of the NFC North for for a number of years now, and that looks like it's kind of shifting a little bit. Um, the Lions actually look like they're positioned in a really, really nice way to, to kind of take on the North. Still, I, n- I never trust the Vikings, no matter how good they look. I, I always worry about Kurt Cousins when it comes down to the actual crunch time of, of a playoff game. So how this actually swings out now in the next couple of years is going to be interesting because obviously we're hoping in Chicago that the Bears will make the right moves and will put the right pieces in place that maybe over the next couple of years they can start to kind of move up there and, and challenge when things look a bit in flux. But yeah, it's 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 actually going to be such a strange division next year and it's going to be weird to see how it all shakes out, but it should be interesting to see how it actually does work its way out now. Yeah, I know that. I think there it will be because obviously the, the Vikings have made a change at um, defensive coordinator um, and, and looked like they may be moving on from Adam Thielen who's been a key piece there. And as I said, the, the Lions... Um, look very good but we all know that one season to the next absolutely nothing is is guaranteed in in the NFL so having moved Noel from one to to nine like looking at the the, the draft we've talked obviously uh, about the the free agents and free look free agency and what happens is going to kind of dictate I suppose a lot around what teams will do in the draft but looking at it, you're still within the, the the top ten. What what is it that um, kind of having moved moved back and, and acquired more draft capital for this year and and for next? What is it that you would like to to see the Bears kind of do, particularly at the the top end of the draft? You know, Colin. To be honest with you, I, I need to see free agency force. I need to see what players they're able to bring in in free agency. And then that will obviously give a better idea then of what they need to do draft-wise. Um, I know we had a show last night and I was talking about this. And when we were in the top, say, four, I thought we would go, you know, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. But now that we're in a bit outside that, we're still in the top seven, but nine, I have a feeling it could be offensive line. Now, again, you know, free agency can change that very quickly. If you bring in one or two players, then maybe you have a different need. Um, but if I had to put money now, I'd say they may bring in someone like, you know, um, Skronsky or uh, Paris Johnson. Something like that could be an option to come in. Um, I mean, I think some people out there are still holding out for Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I, but I think the moves that have been made so far by Ryan Pauls, I think, gives them options and gives them a little bit of a leeway to to maybe just take the best player on their board because we have that many holes anyway. Maybe that's just the way they'll end up going. They won't be worrying about position-wise. They will just look at their board and see who's out there. I mean, we could go cornerback. We still have a need there, and there are some good cornerbacks in this draft. So again, it's just this offseason is just great to be doing a Chicago Bears show and to be a Bears fan because there's just so many options at the moment and there's so much potential and different kind of moves they can make that it's just it's it's fascinating to kind of wait and see what happens. So look, Monday we'll we'll be on and we'll be we'll be glued to to see what happens because once free agency starts get going and you get certain players in, then maybe you have a better idea then come to draft what they might target first. But again, look, it's you could toss a coin and see what happens. Who knows? You know, it's it's 
one of those things that's going to be fun to kind of sit back and just kind of watch and see what develops. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. The, the name I have seen kind of put out there a lot today on, on Twitter is Lucas Van Ness. So that will be interesting to, to see. Uh, Skaransky seems to be there mentioned a lot. Now, that's interesting because I had seen prior to the last few weeks or perhaps the, the combine, I'd seen him kind of top five for, for the mo- most part, potentially. Um, but obviously, you know, w- with the Panthers moving up, they're going to take a QB. We know that the Texans are going to take QB. Um, so that's going to push everybody else down. Um, before I, I let you go and all, if if you were, I'd take off your, your Bears, um, you know, hat for a moment. If you are the, the Panthers and you're looking at, you know, I guess now we were talking about two QBs up until the combine. We're now talking about three potential QBs that, that they may take. Which direction would you go if if you were the Panthers? Uh, I, I'm still at, at two QBs. I think it's it's between Stroud and and Young. Anyway, even I know Anthony Richardson now is getting a lot of talk. I think that's the potential of taking him. I mean, I'm actually seeing someone predict that the Panthers will take him one. I can't I can't understand that. I think whichever quarterback they bring in needs to be able to play next year. You know, Richardson would be better off at a team. I know Detroit or Seattle wouldn't do it. Well, he'd be better off at a team like that where they could take him, sit him behind somebody, and they'd have an extra first-round pick anyway to get whatever else he needed. I can't see a team like the Panthers take him. So for me, I don't know why I have a feeling it maybe CJ Stroud, the Panthers, he might be a nice fit there. Now, the Panthers have no receivers after getting rid of, you know, getting rid of, uh, I've lost his name already, DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. DJ Moore. The Panthers have no receivers left. I don't know who their quarterback is going to throw to, but I think it might be Stroud. But that that's... Again, that's just a guess. Who knows? You, you know yourself. You can predict these things, and then suddenly a quarterback you predict will drop down ten places, and someone will move up you never got, you never predicted. But uh, again, interesting to see what they do. I also saw a talk last night. The Panthers were potentially open to moving out of the force pick. So again, it's still a bit of chess game. We've still got a, a couple of months to go. So who knows what actually develops there? Oh, the, the, I think that those stories will always be put out here because yeah. you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you don't want to shut it down completely because if somebody if somebody totally falls in love with Anthony Richardson and they think right this guy is the next Josh Allen and I'm not saying he is right but I'm just saying people can fall in love. You saw last year the way Trayvon Walker went up and the draft is all around potential. So if somebody was to go to the Panthers and say hey we really want this guy we're willing to give you three first for it. Panthers be crazy if they're not as in love with him. So I don't think you'll you'll ever shut down from from that possibility. But we are kind of, as I said, on the cusp now of free agency, and that will dictate a lot of what happens. And after um, that begins the um, what the I, I suppose the build up to the draft and all of the the various mock drafts that that we see, um, which people put incredible stock in, but. Um, that, that I, I I'm just ready to to get to uh, May and kind of uh, training camp and and we'll see where we're at. But I, I do think it is a, a very intriguing time to to be a Bears fan. And I do think, as you said, things are maybe beginning to to shift a little bit in the NFC North. Not. Yeah, no, it, it definitely looks that way. Um, things are moving about. Look, nobody stays on top forever. The Packers have been there for a while now, and. The Lions have had enough kind of high draft picks where they finally built up a, a roster. Maybe that can challenge. 
Um, you know, so who knows? It, it, at this moment in time, anyway, they do look like the team. They have a bit of form going. And look, the Vikings, and I don't trust, we'll see what they do. And the Bears, you know, I, I think we'll be much improved on last season. You know, is it possible they could challenge this year? Yeah, obviously it's possible, but I think it's very unlikely. I think for a Bears fan, for me anyway, personally, I just want to see them take that next step. So they had three wins last season. I do think they should be looking at about seven or eight this season. I think that's a, a valid improvement. I think if you finish with four or five, that's not enough of an improvement from last season. And I do think they can be up around the seven or eight mark. Obviously, there's still a lot of moves to go. Um, but yeah, so the Lions for me, maybe just, well, we'll see. It's the Lions. They they, they flatter to deceive. They've done it before. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the, the NFC North shakes out. You know, it's, Absolutely. Um, and for people who are listening to this, uh, who are, um, you know, we know that there's a big um, Bears uh, fa- community of Bears fans here in Ireland, obviously in um, the the UK and across Europe. If they want to hear more from the Irish Bears show and, and from yourself, Noel, where can they go and do that? Yeah, look on YouTube, we have obviously the Irish Bears show. You'll be able to get our, our shows there. On uh, Spotify, we, you'll be able to download from there. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Irish Bears Show. And also we have a website, which is theirishbearsnetwork.com, where we have a number of writers who constantly put up stories, you know, coming up to free agency and the draft. And yeah, we're just looking forward to it now. Next week, uh, we have a busy schedule. We'll be live definitely Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday anyway. So yeah, you know, if, if anybody wants to jump on and have a look, give us a comment or two, let me know what I said wrong tonight. Just uh, pop on and, and let us know. Well, Noel, I want to uh, in- wish you, uh, you know, the the best. Enjoy free the free agency frenzy, and uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with me this evening. Appreciate that, Colin. Thanks a lot.